All right, Degenerates, we are here, as always, giving you all of your fantasy football advice. I am joined, as always, by your co-host, Mr. Steven Sampson. How you doing, nice, Steve? Good, Brian. What's up, Degenerates? A couple more weeks, and we'll be at the draft. A lot of dynasty drafts are starting up. We're getting a lot of trades flying around. So, it's exciting times. Yep, the Listener League is going strong as we speak. And uh, we're actually, we have a guest spot today. Ben is joining us. He is in the Listener League. Uh, ben, quickly, you know, how did you hear about us? What do you think? Of, uh, obviously, you're a fan if you want to be in our Listener League. We appreciate you listening. Uh, how did you hear about us? Uh, through Steve. Uh, we play in a league with a couple guys from that I found through Reddit. And uh, he threw your podcast out into the group. And I did some listening and found out about the Listener League. So I wanted to hop in there and. Get some more, uh, get some more leagues going. Absolutely, hey, we appreciate it. And uh, the commissioner himself is here as well, Mister Eric Defusco. How are you doing tonight, Eric? I am here, baby. I'm doing good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Dynasty, this is kind of my first time really dipping my toes in Dynasty. I've tried it a few times before. Uh, somebody may have blown up one of the leagues I was in. I won't mention no names. That league sucked, and you know. Um, it. Uh, it did suck. When Cole Clement went second overall, I was like, this league is a joke. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good, man. Easter's almost here. Still got to finish my shopping. But we are here to introduce a new segment that Brian is going to talk about right now. Yeah, so uh, we have a brand new debate segment. That's why Ben's here. He wants to plant his flag with a certain player. And we said, hey, come on, we'll do it on the air. Let the listeners decide. You know, you guys can reach out, tell us who's right and who's wrong. And uh, I don't see any reason to keep the people waiting. So here we go. The two-minute drill. So, Eric, you'll be moderating. And we will each have exactly two minutes to make our point. The timer will go off. You can finish your thought, but then move on. Just like any other debate show, it's not like you have to drop mid-sentence. That's it. I mean, if there's no more further questions, I'll hand it over to our moderator, Mr. Eric Defusco. All right, boys. <laughs> we are going to start with Mr. Brian. Oh. You have two minutes. You are on the clock. Tell me why Cam Newton sucks. So Cam Newton is unwatchable. I have been a Patriots fan my entire life, and I could barely bring myself to watch the games last year. I, I watched more of other teams than I did my own. Because he can't throw. He throws it at receivers' feet. Unless you start putting receiving gloves on the other on the Patriots receivers' cleats, it is never going to work. The caliber of receiver does not matter. The caliber of tight end does not matter. The offensive line does not matter because he is chucking it into the ground. And he always has. In the, since Cam Newton became a starter, there are 34 quarterbacks with at least 50 games started. Cam Newton has the 32nd completion percentage during that time span. He has never been a good thrower, and he is even worse now. I don't want Cam Newton on this team. I don't want him to start for my football team. And honestly, I can't wait. And When, when he finally leaves, I will personally drive him to the airport. I, I won't even make him pay the tolls. I will let I whatever Cam needs. I'll carry the luggage. I mean anything, man. Just get out of my town. Go play somewhere else. If someone else even have you, nobody wants to sign him. They all see what I see. Belichick is the only one arrogant enough to think he can make it work. It's just, it's brutal. It's brutal, and I want nothing to do with him. I cannot wait until Cam Newton is done. God willing, we draft somebody this year, and Bill sees the light and lets him start. Because I can't do this again. Not after 2020. And I don't want to hear the COVID excuses. And, oh, you know, he, he sucked before COVID. He had one good game against Seattle. He threw like shit against Miami. He was terrible in that Vegas Raiders game. And then he got COVID. And he sucked the rest of the year. And I'm just, I'm not going to give him the excuse of COVID-19 knocked him out. I just, I'll, I, I'll never believe it. Ever. <laughs> Time is up, Brian. Ben, you make your case why Cam Newton still has it. You are on the clock. All right. Well, I just want to start off with Bill Belichick does love him. He even went as far as to say that Cam was not the problem. His teammates love him. He's a good locker room guy. I think you're right. They do need to draft somebody to be behind him for a year. 
like a Trey Lance would be awesome. Big body, similar style. Could definitely learn something from Cam. How to run, maybe. Uh, there's not a lot of guys that are like Cam. He's really hard to prepare for. And I know no one wants to hear about COVID, but the last nine games of the year after he COVID probably cleared up, five and four record, not great, not a great team. 65% completion percentage. That's his highest since even better than his MVP season. And a 90% passer rating, not bad. Uh, I think both your new tight ends definitely give him some looks in the end zone and give him some room to work because the only red zone target you guys had last year was Cam running. There was nothing else. I think he's a good fantasy start. I think he's a good plug-in for guys that need that need a player. And I think he's going to get you guys definitely better than that 7-8 seven, eight, seven, eight record. I think he gives you closer to 11, maybe 12 wins, but that's high. Uh, last year, he was 70% deep ball percentage. Uh, that was the number one in the league for guys that qualified for that stat. And I think with a notoriously hard-to-learn system in New England, you need to bring in a guy that knows it. So unless you guys trade for Jimmy... I think Cam's your best option for this next season. And I think it's a good shot for him and a good shot for you. I'd say in your division, the only team better than you, probably the Bills. And that's not too bad. So, yeah, COVID definitely, I think, was a factor, not the only factor. He started hot, derailed with COVID three weeks into a season, which was his first real action since it was Steelers game of the 2018 season when he got hurt with a shoulder injury. He lost Edelman early. And then you had Harry, Myers, and Bird, and then no real tight end. Those rookies didn't pan out at all. I think it's just going to be a much better year for Cam this next year. Perfectly timed ending. <laughs> and there's one person standing who's going to make his case. Also, siding with Brian, why Cam Newton sucks. That's going to be Steve. Steve, you are on the clock. Make your case. So Cam Newton, his first year in Carolina, too dumb to do the offense. They had to dumb it down for him because it was way too complicated. First year in New England, same thing. Offense is too complicated. Guy can't learn it. He's a selfish player when it comes down to whether or not he's going to give the ball to a teammate or run it in from wherever he's at. Cam Newton is going to take the ball and try to run it in. In his career, he has 70 rushing touchdowns. A player he's compared to or similar to Michael Vick, Russell Wilson, uh, Wilson has 21 touchdowns, and Michael Vick had 36 rushing touchdowns in his career. So there's nobody really even close to the rushing touchdowns that Cam has. But I have a, a small, quick player comparison uh, of a player that was drafted a year after Cam. So Cam's got 10 years in the league. This other player has nine. Cam's got 31,600 passing yards, 5,398 rushing yards on 1,071 attempts. Uh, 190 passing touchdowns, like I said, 70 rushing touchdowns for a 5.0 average per attempt, 118 interceptions and a 60% completion rate. He's had a winning season three times uh, for such a great quarterback, three times. Uh, this other player has been in nine years, has just about 34,000 yards passing, 4,500 yards rushing on 800 attempts, 267 passing touchdowns. Uh, 5.6 yards per attempt, 81 interceptions, and a completion percentage of 65.1. Uh, he's also got nine winning seasons and a Super Bowl victory. That's Russell Wilson, uh, who Cam is often compared to and is 10 times a quarterback. So Cam just sucks. Um, he's had good teams around him. He's had good defenses. And one year, he's actually been able to put together a pretty decent season. But he's only passed for over 4,000 yards one time, and that was his rookie year. So, like I told you guys off air, Ben automatically gets a point because he was on an island by himself, two to one. I agree that Cam sucks. I don't <laughs> think he's that good. But I also do agree with Ben that I think at this current time, he's probably the best chance they have to even be competitive. It doesn't take a genius to realize that the Patriots had no weapons on that team last year. I mean, when you're throwing a Jacoby Myers, Demir Bird, uh, what do you expect out of the guy? I mean, at least now they've surrounded him with some weapons. He's got Hunter Henry. He's got Jonu Smith, Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne. Who knows what they're going to do in the draft? I think this is a make-or-break year. I don't think they want to go beyond this year with Cam, but if he can't do it this year, then 
I obviously Brian and Steve will be right. He's cooked. He's cashed. But I think I'm going to give him a chance. And I think that he can still produce. And you can't ignore his rushing upside. The guy's a freak. There's a read. The reason he takes it in on the goal line. I mean, how tall? How tall is Cam? What is he? Six five. Yeah. Yeah. Six he's five. About two fifty. Yeah, he's a big boy, man. Like. He's tough to tackle. He's not built like a prototypical QB, like in in that sense. Like it's he's a he's a monster. So I'm going to give the slight edge to Ben. Yeah, I I don't blame you. He made some good points. Yeah, he made some good points. I would simply like to point out that you're right. I don't know what COVID nineteen did to him. I mean, I just got over COVID nineteen, and I still get very short of breath. I still get fatigued. I get tired really easily. So is it is it possible that COVID played a bigger part? And I'm giving her credit for. Yes, it's possible. I'll give you that. You pointed out the end of the year where he was more accurate. Mm-hmm. Can I give you? Can I give you some of his uh, yardage totals during that time? They're not great. They're not great. Eighty-four yards against Arizona. Sixty-nine yeah. yards against the LA Chargers. Mm-hmm. Thirty-four yards against Buffalo. He he went five for ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it was system designed. He had his lowest attempts of his career. Well, other yeah, than, but uh, twenty nineteen year. But do you think that Bill didn't want to throw the ball, or do you think he saw what I saw and said eh, he's really struggling to throw that ball? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you know, Cam's like you said. He throws it at the feet. I found Cam was more of a he'd sail it a lot in his early career. He was always throwing off his back foot and throwing it high. Oh, er- earlier in his career, yeah. This year, oh, there, yeah. Was, there was a lot this into the turf. This year was definitely low, yeah. Uh, yeah. And as far as him being a, a fantasy starter, I mean, last year he finished the quarterback 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, had, quarterback had, 16. Yeah. Yep. I don't think he's a, a terrible QB2. You know, we're obviously we're doing our draft. You took Cam Newton, almost a spit in my face. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as a QB two, obviously, I mean, he finished QB sixteen, so obviously you could do worse. But I think middle of the pack is all you're ever going to get out of Cam. And uh, I don't think he, I don't think he has QB one upside. Uh, what do you think, Eric? Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe, but considering the rookies that are coming out this year, I would probably say no. And some of the steps that some of the guys last year made. I mean, look at Herbert. Herbert it came out, out of nowhere, extremely well. <laughs> out of nowhere joe burrow looked good unfortunately you know his season was uh ended rather shortly and i'm excited to see what he can do in here too i think cam's right on the cusp of like uh, uh that like mid quarterback range you know the 13 through 16 if i was going to rank my quarterbacks um deshaun watson potentially not playing this year that's gonna knock one guy out too so i'll have to see what happens there but I, I think Cam can. I, I think he can be a QB one, but he's not going to do it every week. He's, he, I think it's going to be sort of like last year where he had great, you know, some good weeks and he's going to have some really bad weeks. So, Ben, let me ask you. I mean, you know, you, sure. you're, you believe in Cam. Mm-hmm. Where are you ranking his pass catchers? Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry at tight end and Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne at wide receiver. I, I, I'm, a, I just, I'm not counting on Edelman. I'm assuming he's not going to be there. I think this offense is going to run through – Born, Aguilar, Smith, and uh, Hunter Henry. And, you know, those wide receivers aren't great, but they fit the Patriots system really well. So I- I'm curious where you rank them in the overall scheme of things. I don't think any of them – it's hard to start them in fantasy week to week because you're not really sure which one of those tight ends is going to get it. Uh, I think Aguilar and Bourne are probably your wide receiver threes in, in fantasy. Like, they're going to get those short passes. Uh, Bourne can burn a bit, and Aguilar stretched the field for the Raiders last year, so they might be able to hit some of those. I just think the touchdown upside for those tight ends is going to get you some wins. Um, I think New England, I watched New England more last year than I have ever because Cam went there. <laughs> and as a Panthers fan, I wanted to watch my boy. So I think I watched them more than I watched Teddy's struggle. So, uh, yeah, like, they moved the sticks pretty well. He, they got the ball down the field. They chewed the clock. Um, they got to the goal line a lot and got nothing out of it with three straight runs usually, or yeah. they had really nobody to pass it to at that point. So if they can run that same system, short passes, can run the ball, move the sticks, get the ball down there. I think it's going to be really hard to cover those two tight ends and cam at the same time. He's going to be, it's, it's 12 personnel at that point. Right. So, yeah, well, they're going to be dangerous in the red zone if they can get there. 
I think they do get there. They they got there last year, like that first game against Buffalo. They were all the way down there, and they almost won the game if it wasn't for that fumble, right? Who and fumbled? if Kim has a weapon, he doesn't have to run that ball. That might be a little different. I don't remember who fumbled. Cam did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like I said, if 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 he had uh, if he had a little help or he had someone else to throw the ball to and didn't have to run it. Yeah, I I, yeah. I get that a lot on his shoulders. I get it. I don't know. Um, as far as fantasy relevance, I'd put probably Jonu as the better tight end because he's a better blocker, so he'll be out there more. And Aguilar overborn. Yeah, and I I think. The team put a premium on Janu, who they paid more and signed first than Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. And I think the team put a premium on Nelson Aguilar, where it's the same situation with Kendrick Bourne. Uh, so, yeah, I'm willing to – I would think the same way. But even still, if, if, if Janu Smith is the, you know, the tight end one who's getting 60% of the catches and Hunter Henry's getting the other 40, it's like, okay, well, he's the one, but – it's really not a lot of volume, you know, <laughs> as far as yeah, passing I was, goes. I was surprised they signed them both. I, I was, was happy when they signed one, and then two, I was like, oh, that's kind of nuts, but maybe it'll work. Yeah, you never know. Steve, which tight end are you putting the uh, the tight end one number on? I think I have it on uh, Henry, just for the passing upside. But John will be the guy that's out there more uh, blocking. He is a, by far the better blocker. But I... I think Henry is more of a, a tight end that Cam's used to with Greg Olson as far as the way he plays. So I think he's going to get comfortable with him a little bit more. I, I, I look at Jonu Smith and I see Greg Olson more than Hunter Henry. Personally, I mean, just my own, like, there's really nothing to back it up. It's just my own perception. But uh, Eric, what do you think? I think it's going to be Jonu. I think he's going to be the number one, uh, kind of like Ben alluded to. Like, they went out and made sure they got him first. Um, personally, between the two, I like John Woo better. Uh, John Woo is definitely the better blocker. Um, as people who listen to the show know, I've never really been a big Hunter Henry guy. Um, I've <laughs> never just never been really impressed by him. Uh, he'll be here. He'll definitely be injured sometime during the 2021 season. He's going to miss at least two, three games. And yeah, I'm on team John Woo, man. Fuck Hunter Henry. Fuck Hunter Henry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm wondering if there's a situation where like John Woo Smith is on the field more, but Hunter Henry runs more routes, like. It's just muddy. Like, to Ben's point, it's fucking muddy. I just want to stay away from it. I don't want either one of them. I don't want the wide receivers. I'll take a shot late on Aguilar or Bourne if I'm just if I'm desperate at wide receiver, which typically I'm not. I usually put a premium on that position. I'm not interested in finding out the hard way that they're going to blow, you know? <laughs> but uh, I think that's pretty much going to end up the the segment. Any Any final thoughts, Eric, Steve? Nope. Yeah, I got a quick question. Oh, okay. Since we're all here, we'll give listeners a little preview. How do you guys like your, your draft coming out so far? You like it? You hate it? I just Love posted it. it on our Facebook page, actually, that uh, I was opening up for comments about my team. I am very happy with my team shakeup so far. Uh, I wish I was a little better at tight end, but I can live with Hayden Hurst. That doesn't scare me. You know, overall, I'm pretty happy. What, what are you thinking, Ben? Oh, I love my starters. I think uh, I'm set at running back uh, with my RB1 uh, with Kamara, but I'd like to get an RB2 improvement in the draft potentially, maybe move up in the draft to get a guy I like. Uh, Josh Allen's going to carry me with a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Between Metcalf and Godwin and my other wide receivers, Claypool and Pittman, I like my starters a lot. My uh, my bench is uh, a bunch of been there, done that's. <laughs> who knows if they're going to do it again? But uh, – I like the the idea of those guys going to get the ball. So, so uh, Chase Claypool, uh, you took him in the fifth round. Yeah. What are you projecting for him going forward? Same role. He'll probably be the Y receiver for that team. Uh, I think Deontay Johnson's still the X, gets the big targets. But Claypool eats, eats touchdowns, and he's a Canadian boy like me, so Maple Tron <laughs> all the way. <laughs> Steve, what do you think? Of Claypool? Yeah. Uh, I think that he's the wide receiver three on the team, and I'm getting rid of him everywhere I have him. Ooh. Yeah, see, I'm down on Claypool, too. And not, not because I don't believe in Claypool's talent. It's because I think Big Ben is about to really go out there and embarrass himself. And I think uh, by the end of 2021, we'll all be talking about how Ben should have never played in 2021. Agreed. And I think yep. Claypool is 
definitely going to be the number one guy that gets hit by that. Just yeah, I just was curious if uh, if you were a little weary yourself, Ben. No, not really. I think the Steelers are an organization that prides on big quarterbacks. They've had a lot of them over their history, mm-hmm. and they won't go a long time without getting another one, whether it's a trade or moving up in the draft. Or so I, I think maybe one down year, but it's dynasty. I can take one down year on a really young wide receiver. My other wide receivers will more than make up up for it. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, you know, obviously, like I said, I'm, I'm projecting a down year for Claypool. I, I think he has the talent for sure. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens with it, but you know, for now, we're we'll just have to go. Actually, you're on the clock. Oh, beautiful. I want to on the air. Live on the air. All right. You know Live what, pick. Ben? I hate to do it to you, but I'm gonna make you walk us through this pick. Sure. Sure. So. I'm looking at, got to get those quarterbacks out of there. I already got three of them. And I'm looking at my queue. got a couple wide receivers I'm looking at there with uh, Manny Sanders and Buffalo. I think he'd have a great year with Josh Allen. That might be a nice stack to have. John Brown takes the Aguilar role if he stays healthy longer than two games in uh, <laughs> Vegas. There's not a lot of wide running backs that I like that are left. Maybe Bellage and Pittsburgh, but that's way down the line. So I'm uh, probably going to go with uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I think that's the best pick. Where do you live again? Because I'm about to drive to your house and fucking fight you. <laughs> Dude, I thought I could wait forever on Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, that's my awesome. God, you fucking prick. That was my next pick. If I he had that very, pick, if I hadn't traded tough. it, he would have been mine right there. Oh, I <laughs> can't believe the shit. Don't worry, Brian. I'm using my commission of powers to reassign the pick. All right. No, no. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, I, I think he could have a decent year. I mean, I know he's at the tail end, and he's not the same guy he was, but there's a void, and I don't really believe in Gabriel Davis. I think he's a decent little player. I don't think he's a legit number two, and I think Emmanuel Sanders could fall into that role. Uh, he he had some moments last year mm-hmm. where they deteriorated Drew Brees. So with Josh Allen, I I think the the sky's almost the limit. You know, almost. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Ben, you know, I think this is uh, where we're gonna leave you. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming on to make your point. I'm glad you won the two minute drill. Good for you, everybody. everybody golf clap for fucking Ben. And you won Emmanuel Sanders. And you won Emmanuel Sanders, you fucking douche. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have any uh, parting words for the listeners? Uh, Thank you so much for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. And uh, the live pick just made it that much better. (laughs) We'll definitely be hitting you up again. This was a lot of fun, man. Sounds good, guys. All right, bye. See you later, Ben. Bye. All right, so we're going to get into our next segment, Dynasty Trade 4. Or away. Trade four or away. So, you know, we're in the middle of our listener league draft. You know, we're we're getting into Dynasty. We don't really have the option of trading away for guys or uh, getting rid of people we don't want anymore or selling low or selling high. So, you know. For a lot of guys, though, they've been in Dynasty Leagues for a couple of years. And I'm curious, you know, Steve, you, you're the Dynasty guy. You've been in Dynasty Leagues since 1981, as far as I know. 1980. Yeah. <laughs> I got started I got started before kindergarten. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, you know, what are some guys that you're looking to trade for, you want to buy low on, and, and what are some of the guys that you're you're looking to sell off your roster and get rid of? So a couple of guys that I'm really looking to add to my teams this year are uh, Kenny Galladay and Cortland Sutton. A lot of people are sleeping on Sutton, and I've been able to get him for a fairly reasonable price. Uh, Mike Davis going to Atlanta, uh, you can get him. I've been able to trade for him extremely cheap. He, he's a starting running back for the time being. Another couple guys, Irv Smith has a pretty decent price tag because a lot of people are still holding on to him, wondering w- whether he's going to do anything. But I, I do want him on my team. And another tight end I can get relatively cheap is uh, Anthony Ferkser. Those are all guys I'm I'm trying to get, uh, depending on the price. Some of the guys I'm trying to get rid of. Chase Claypool, as we just talked about. Not that I don't like Claypool's talent long term, but I think 
you can buy him high or sell him high right now, buy him low later on in the season when Big Ben, when Big Ben sucks and uh, end up with uh, kind of a Belichick trade where you uh, get the pick and the player. James Robinson, uh, I'm not down on him. I'm just trying to sell high before Jacksonville reduces his workload a little bit. I don't think he gets the return he had last year, so I'm trying to move him. Josh Jacobs, I think he just took a big hit in free agency, so I'm, I'm trying to get him, get rid of him while I can get some value. One of the big names I'm trying to move is Saquon. I, uh, I'm off the Saquon train. I don't believe in him. I think the injury history might take its toll. If I can trade him to a believer, uh, I'm happy to take the picks and try again someplace else. Yeah, I mean, Saquon's a guy I don't mind selling just because of the haul you're going to get for him. It definitely, even if you're wrong, it's not going to kill you because you're going to get right a million dollars back, you know? Right. The other guys, like Robinson, I'm uh, kind of going to break even, I think. The one that could be iffy is Jacobs because you're, you're not going to get a haul for him if you try to get rid of him. And he could come back and, and kick me in the teeth, so. Yeah, the window for trading Jacobs kind of closed when they signed Drake, I feel like. Like, your best window to trade him would have been prior to that signing. Yeah. Like, so if you sell Jacobs now, his value is much lower than it would have been, I'd say, two months ago, a month a month or two ago. Yeah. Yep. And I, I was going to say, you know, with Robinson, yeah. uh, I don't disagree with you. I, I think Robinson is, uh, I think that would that might be the best he's ever going to be, what he did last year. You know, he had the backfield all to himself. They're They're going to bring somebody in. Even if even if they suck, just to take carries. So I, I, I'm I'm curious if Robinson's even an RB one going forward. You know, he might be a high I end RB two. I, I well, still no, think I'm just, he I'm just, is. I'm just I'm just spelling it out. You know, so I mean, mm-hmm. he might be an, a high end RB two. I don't know. So, but at the same time, like he didn't cost you anything. So right. I'm kind of like okay hanging on to him, and. Just if he turns into that high end RB two, which I think is kind of his floor at this point, uh, floor is a strong word. I think that's as low as he could realistically go. You know, then I'm fine with that. I'll hang on to him because whatever he cost me, which is probably just a waiver claim, then I'm still getting my money's worth. You know, like you know, selling on like Saquon Barkley, that's a different story altogether. But that's that's my thoughts on Robinson. What do you think, Eric? I think with Robinson, it kind of depends on team makeup. If you're a contending team, I think I'd hold him. If you're kind of in a rebuilding mode, like my team in the listener league, like I'm kind of rebuilt. Not, I wouldn't say rebuilding. Yeah, we, we haven't built I'm it not yet. Con- <laughs> I'm not contending. I'm not contending this year. That's why I sold Henry to Steve. I'm like, I am not going to contend this year. Let me get the two first round picks and, you know, build up from there. I'm kind of starting young and. I think if you're in a rebuilding mode and you have James Robinson and you can get a good return on him, you could probably pry a first-round pick out of somebody for James Robinson. You should be able to. And if you can't get that, then don't trade him. That's, that's true. That's where, I, where I'm at with him. If I can get a high first, yes. I'm going to trade him it, You know, because I can replace him in the draft. If I can't get a, a pick to replace him or maybe get a pick to get um, somebody like Kyle Pitts, I'm not trading Robinson. I believe in Robinson. I think he's actually a pretty good running back, but I'm not going to ignore the fact that like they don't have a lot invested in him. He was an undrafted free agent, so he might have a shorter shelf life than somebody like a Zeke Elliott or uh, you know, a Jonathan Taylor just because he's only on a three-year contract. So they might just run him into the ground for the next two years and then look to replace him. I'm not ruling that out. That is on the table. I mean, look at uh, to your point, you know, look at Trent Richardson, you know, Sucked from day one and got chance after chance after chance after chance just because there was so much draft capital tied up in him. And people just couldn't get over his college tape, and he just got chance after chance, man. You know, meanwhile, players that were really good that went undrafted. Danny Woodhead is one of my favorites, man. I love Danny Woodhead. I think he was great. Excellent pass catcher, you know. And just bounced around the league. Nobody really wanted him. Yeah, whatever. You know, who cares? It's, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, he was undrafted, and teams kind of look at him as like, I, I, I can replace you, you know, uh, which I don't agree with. Which, but Which I, I don't either, but I do think that, you know, it might not happen this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if in 2022, like, Jacksonville might be like, okay, let's start looking for our replacement for Robinson. Yeah, yeah and that would be my it, guess, it, too. It sucks. It's like they're basically going to use and abuse the guy for three years and then see you later. <laughs> it's just what they it's what these teams do with these running backs now most of the time, unless mm-hmm. they're a high-end draft pick like Zeke, CMC. It's just it's unfortunate. I feel bad for him personally because 
they take a beating. Uh, James Robinson's probably not going to get paid a ton over the next three years. I don't even know what his contract is, but well, he'd be surprised if he's going to make more. The rookie, rookie uh, undrafts a free agent contract. Yeah, basically I know it's a three-year deal. Yeah, yeah, so he's probably going to be lucky if he makes $2 million over the next three years combined. I mean, I'd be shocked if he made even close to two yeah. million. <laughs> he's, he's getting probably at least five hundred a season, I would think, or four fifty. I am googling his contract now. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's over the three years. He is going to get two point two million. Yep. Uh, Six ten the first year, seven eighty this year, and eight ninety five next year. Which say what you want, man. That is a bargain for what they got out of him last oh, year. Oh fuck yeah! They oh yeah! Are- the full two point two is a bargain. If he, was getting 2. 2, season, um, I mean, if he was getting 2.2 a year, it'd be a bargain. <laughs> yeah, which is why I don't think they're in a rush right now to replace him because they know they have this guy on a extremely undervalued contract. He yeah. played very well. That team's going to get a massive upgrade at quarterback. We all know who they're taking. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't see why they would look to replace him right now. Like it just it doesn't make sense. You can make you can spin the narrative either way. Like that, you don't think they would want to replace him right now because it doesn't make sense because of how cheap he is and how good he was. And you can kind of spin the narrative the other way, like, well, they don't have a lot invested in him. He was an undrafted free agent. You know, they probably want to get somebody who has a, you know, a bigger ceiling than him who might be a little faster because he's not very fast. But no, I just I don't see why they would try to replace him. No, I think I think his workload gets reduced a little bit, and and I think that's all that happens. I think, like you said, they look at how he does this year and evaluate where they're at next year in the draft to decide whether or not they need to replace him next year. They have like eight running backs signed right now. Well, seven. We're, we're still unconfirmed on whether, whether or not Reichwell Armstead is still alive or not. But I think they just reduced the workload a little bit on him. And that's the what I think takes him down maybe to that RB12, RB14 range. Uh, it's just the... Instead of 90% down to 75%, I, I still think he's their lead back. And with the upgrade at quarterback, I think that helps him too. Well, I mean, I, I think there's something to be said about that, that he's going to lose some some snap percentage. But at the same time, this is the team that ran the least in the league. I mean, he got like 94% of snaps, I think it was, and he only ran 240 times. In a better offense that runs the ball more, he could get 240 attempts with 70% of the snaps. Right. And he could, yes. Absolutely he could, yeah. So I mean I don't think that happens this year, but two years two years from now, three years from now if they decide to keep him, uh, I mean there's a real chance that he could get seventy percent of the snaps, have the same exact attempts, be over a thousand yards rushing, and have his ten touchdowns combined. I mean they the dude have forty nine receptions. Like maybe mm-hmm. that number comes down, but Overall, I, I think there's still a chance. I, I really see his his realistic floor as the top of the RB2 market. You know, between, like Steve said, the RB13 to RB20-ish range. You know, I mean, 20 is probably as low as he would go, I think. As long as he's in his current situation and doing well. I like him in redraft. I'm oh, totally I love him in redraft. in redraft. Oh, I don't. Because he's like... Out of all the out of all the RB twos, I mean not the RB twos. I'm sorry. Out of all the second year running backs, he's like the forgotten guy almost. I don't want to say forgotten, but like he's behind Swift, he's behind Taylor, he's behind Dobbins, he's behind Gibson in a lot of places. Like he's behind all these guys. He still has a reasonable him. ADP. He, he's the only one of the second year guys that has a reasonable ADP. I believe he. What is he right now, Steve? Like third round? Third he's round. Going? Like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm perfectly fine taking him in the third round as my second running back. Yeah, yeah, but they're all all those running backs are more talented than him. I would mm. probably debate that. I, I don't think that Swift in the situation that he's in is is uh, going to return what he's being drafted for in dynasty, maybe, but not in redraft. He could have 110 targets this year. Could I mean? There's nobody there. No, there's not. But I still don't think he's worth a first round draft. Well, he's not going he's to going. the first round. So it's. It depends on how the ADP shakes up, but that's redraft. That's we we have all summer to talk about. Yeah, I was that. gonna say. Uh, I mean, I I haven't seen anything that said he's he has a first round ADP in redraft. Not there's no. I mean, I I I mean, I'm high on Swift. I'm not taking him in the first if that if that's even close to true. If I can get him as my running back two, I'm fine with it. You know, I mean, even in our even in our dynasty where the age really boosts their value, he he still went in the second. 
But yeah, I, I mean, I get your point. Like, and, and for the record, I do think that DeAndre Swift is more physically gifted than James Robinson. Oh, he absolutely is. I mean, James is undrafted. And like people, the reason why James Robinson went undrafted is because he's not very fast at all. Yeah. Right. He's, he's like in the 30th percentile of all eligible running backs when it comes to speed. You know, it's 40 time. Like he is not fast, but he plays football fast on the field. I've seen him. He's pretty mm-hmm. shifty, man. For He's big. He looks a bigger, bigger running back, and he's pretty shifty. Speed isn't everything. It helps, but it isn't everything. And I mean, like we said, you know, he averaged 4.4 yards per carry, over 1,000 yards. He had 49 receptions, only 344 yards, which blows for 49 receptions. But he had 10 combined touchdowns and only one fumble. Like, he, he had a great year. There's no way around it. You know, I think his receptions could come down. And I think this year his attempts could come down. In the future, they could go back up. But I don't see it this year. I'm, uh, no, redraft, third round, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not sure he's going to be an RB2 this year. Career average? Yes. In, in dynasty, yes. I'm more likely to take James Robinson. But this year, this coming year, no. I, I, I'm i all set. So, Eric, who do you have for uh, some of the guys you're looking to buy and sell in dynasty? So some of my buy and sell targets in dynasty. I'm giving you one right now, fresh in everybody's mind. Especially in super flex leagues, I think this is more of a primary. In single quarterback leagues, I still go after them too. But go get Deshaun Watson, man. Just go get him. That owner might be completely panicking right now, thinking that Deshaun Watson's career is over. Look at Tyreek Hill. He's still in the league. Kareem Hunt, he's back in the league, man. Deshaun Watson ain't going to go nowhere. He might get suspended. He might miss eight games. He might miss the whole season. But you're going to tell me right now, if you could get Deshaun Watson for a third round, even a second round rookie pick, would you give it up in a super flex league? I would just to hold him, but you're not going to get him for that. Unfortunately, most probably not. But most of the owners you, yeah. are, are going to ask for a first. If you can get him to hold on to him um, for a reasonable price, I would do it just to hold on to him, see what happens. But it's uh, it's one of those things where, unlike the situation we went through a couple of years ago with uh, Reek, uh, I think that more things are developing with this that uh, you may want to wait and see what happens. Yeah, fair enough. Eric, who else are you trying to acquire? So at the running back position, uh, I'm all in on this guy, man. I'm trying to get my hands on Cam Akers. Cam Akers ain't going to be cheap. You know, I think that the, <laughs> the owners who own Cam Akers, they're going to want to return. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Give up one of my two rookie picks for Cam Akers right now to Sergeant Rock. Oh, really? I would rather have Cam Akers over Andre Harris or ETN. That's oh, how I'm yeah. viewing it. Who would you rather have out of the three? Depends on where those guys go, though. Yeah. I'm all, dude, Akers is good, man. Akers is legit. I know it depends where they go, but Akers had that whole backfield to himself to end the year. Well, I'm, rather I'm have, fine with Akers. I, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you on that. It's just the, the cost that it's going to take, especially in Dynasty, to get Akers is more than you probably should spend unless you are just completely planning. Like where you're at and the situation you're at in our listener league, go ahead because you you already accepted the fact that you are rebuilding for 2022. And you have a collection of picks that, that you can go out and just pretty much buy a guy like Akers that is going to be a good foundation for your team. So in that situation, I would say, yeah, go ahead. But he he's one of the very few rookies from last year that is extremely expensive to buy because he did so well at the end of the year. It's fresh in everybody's minds. And there's a big outlook for him with Matt Stafford being there and the Rams offense. So if you can get him, for a good price, go for it. I, I just expect for him to be uh, borderline on the price where you're probably going to be spending to get JT or one of those guys. So those guys are all expensive to get. Every mm-hmm. every rookies are always rookies are always overvalued. Year two guys are always overvalued. I, I've, I'm slowly starting to learn. Yeah, they're always the hype. The hype train is always you know rookie fever is going to be coming. You know, give it a month. And once the NFL draft happens and, and, and where these guys, we know where they're going to land. It's just, that's probably the time to offload your rookie picks. If you've got any, yeah, because the buzz is going to be at an all time high. I just, dude, I like acres, man. I really do. I think he's going to be a damn good player. Oh, and I, I don't blame you, but I mean, let me put it to you this way. I mean, if, if you had a million dollars and you could buy an F two fifty Lariat for a million dollars or just your basic run-of-the-mill F-250. 
but it's only going to cost you $50,000. That's where I'm at with Cam Akers. By the time you give up everything you're going to have to give for Cam Akers, I don't know if the value is there if E.T. lands in Pittsburgh or if Najee lands in Miami or if Denver trades up for one of those two guys or whatever. Like, by the time you give up everything you're going to have to give for Cam Akers, I don't like the value over replacement anymore. You know, if you could just draft him in front of those guys, I'm fine with it. But by the time you give up all of your assets, I'd rather just take those rookies because I, I believe in them too, you know? Real, all right. So realistically, tell me then, what, what do you have to give up to get Cam Akers? What do you guys think an actual fair or a two package? Two first-round picks and two starters. Two first-round picks. Two first-round picks. At the very minimum. And I think, I think you're going to have to give some starters too. Yep. Yeah, you, you're looking at probably around the 1.4 and a later first or, you know, if you can get somebody to take a first next year. But you're going to have to give up a fairly high first-round pick in this, this rookie draft so that that person can look at replacement value. I, I think you'd have to give up a rookie pick this year, a rookie pick next year, and one or two starters to move Cam Akers. He's too young, he's too talented, and there's too much potential. Yep, I would agree with that. So who else you got, Eric? Uh, I also have Irv Smith, uh, like you, at tight end. I believe... He's going to kind of be a tough guy to get it. I personally think he's going to be tough to pry from because anybody who's holding him is smart enough to know that this is the year, year three. It's a big year for tight ends. It's the most common time that they break out is year three. I mean, I would try to go after him, see what you can get, uh, see, what, see what he wants for, for Irv. And if you like the price, i definitely definitely take a stab at him. Two wide receivers I would definitely go out to buy right now is uh, I would definitely try to get Debo, and I would definitely try to get Tyler Boyd. Debo, San Fran's going to have a quarterback upgrade. I mean, they didn't trade up to three to take a, a defensive end. They're taking a QB. <laughs> I feel like Brandon Ayuk's getting a little bit more hype. Obviously, Debo was, what did he play, six games last year? Something like that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So I think he's somewhat forgotten about. But Debo had a pretty promising rookie year. He came on late. The price should be low on Debo right now. He shouldn't cost much. I would definitely try to go get Debo. Tyler Boyd. I, I know a lot of people don't like Tyler Boyd. I'm totally fine with Tyler Boyd. Joe Burrow looked great. I think that team's going to draft Sewell at the at the fifth overall pick. So hopefully Joe doesn't tear his ACL again because that guy was running for his life. I just I don't get the hate on Boyd. I really don't. I don't get the hate on Boyd. He's not that old. He's been productive. He's always undervalued. I don't think Boyd will cost much at all. There's a big worry that they might draft another receiver, which I think I think Boyd's still going to be fine. If you can get him, uh, I would definitely be looking to trade for him. So I'm on the opposite end of you guys. I'm trying to sell Boyd. I think they draft a receiver. I think Boyd kind of falls by the wayside. I'm trying to move him now before it becomes obvious to everybody in the world that they don't want him. I think he's a good little receiver. I've always loved Tyler Boyd. You guys know that. Last year, it, it looked like he missed a step. It looked like he, he looked a little slower. And I don't think they're particularly happy with him. I think they love T. Higgins, and they say, "Fuck it, if we get if we can get one more receiver in the second or third round, this offense is off to a hell of a start." And I don't disagree. So I do not agree that Tyler Boyd is a grab. Debo, absolutely, I'm on board for sure. Uh, everything you said times two. And so here's some guys. So some of the guys that I'd be looking to sell at quarterback. This might surprise some people. In the right situation, maybe you got a good rookie pick. Maybe you're in the top four in a super flex, or you you know you got a couple second rounders. I think now's the time to sell Russ, man. As crazy as it sounds, Absolutely. I think his value right now is going to be the best time to sell him. Where you're going to get the best returns right now. No, I agree with um, you, Eric. Uh, he's he's another guy that's on my list to sell for that specific reason. I'm down on Russell Wilson. I'm down on Baker Mayfield because their offenses are are. Very similar in a way. They're just, they want to run the ball. They're going to run. And Russell, well, they let Russ cook for a little bit last year. And then Pete Carroll blew his fucking gasket because Russ had a couple of interceptions and he said, that's it. We're running the ball. No, you're back on the leash. I think they're heading towards a bad breakup. I don't know where Russell ends up. 
I'm trying to get rid of Russell Wilson. And Baker, I, I think, is efficient. I think he does a good job. I like Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. I will watch him on Sundays. I don't want him on my fantasy team because I think last year he finished, what, the uh, the quarterback like 17 or something? Where is it? Uh, 18. Quarterback 18. Just because they just, they, they just don't throw the ball enough. I don't see that changing because they're winning. You know, if if they were running the ball all this all this much and they and they sucked, then I'd be like, all right, well, they, they got to let him off the leash eventually, right? But they made the playoffs. Like they're not going to let him off the fucking leash. They're going to keep giving the ball to Chubb. No, I, I'm all set. So Baker's another one, and he's young. So you might be able to get a decent price for Baker if you sell him. See, I, I'm fine taking Baker just because he's young and he's not going to be your quarterback one. You're not picking him up for that reason. So if you're in a super flex and he's your second quarterback or your third quarterback, I'm fine with him. But you can get him at a fairly reasonable price because of where he's finished. Yeah, yeah. The problem with with selling him is you're not going to get anything for him realistically. So you're better off if you have him to just hold him. I mean, it depends on the situations, you know, I mean. It does. If I, yep, I, mean, it does. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of at the point with Baker where – if I'm not in a super flex league, I'll just take what I can for him. I don't think he really has any value. I think he's, I don't, I don't know if he's ever going to finish as a quarterback one. And that's my concern with him. So if I'm in a single QB league and he's never going to be top 12, see you the fuck later. Yeah. He's a decent bye week fill in depending on who the matchup is. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Eric, did you have anybody else? Oh, I got more people. Running back, I would, I would uh, be definitely looking to sell if I was in this position, is Miles Sanders. Yeah, I don't the know what you I've... get for Sanders right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the only problem. This is not a good time to sell him. His value is not yeah. very good. You're not going to get the return you could have if you sold him last year. It's just the more with Sanders, the more I look at his stats. Like Statistically, he's just he's not very efficient. He's not that good. He gets the targets. He drops a lot of balls. Um, he the, He's pretty good uh, yards per reception. He just he's they just don't add up. I mean, I believe in his rookie season he was like RB sixteen and then last year, what was he, RB twenty two or three? Yeah. I just I, I'm I'm not a believer in Miles Sanders anymore and he duped me last year. I bought in and uh yeah, that ship has sailed, man. I'd almost offload him for a second. As I I'm that down on him. Like if, if somebody would even give it up. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm not I'd, pay, I'd pay a second him. for him. I mean, he's a starting running back on an NFL team for now, so but, but yeah, what you're saying is 100% true. He's just not – he doesn't make efficient use of the opportunities given to him. And it's just like I said, it's kind of a – it's kind of a – this is like the worst time to try to sell him because, like Brian said, like this – he doesn't really have much value going right now. He yeah. severely underwhelmed last year. Uh, he was fantasy community's darling. He was a first-round pick. He was going to be a breakout. And he was the furthest thing from it. Yeah, and I mean that's my my biggest thing too is the age. You know, obviously he's not an old man, don't get me wrong, but he is 2 years into his rookie deal. He only has 2 years left. And then God knows where he goes. I'm 2 years from now, I'm not sure that Miles Sanders is even a starting running back. He might end up in fucking Jacksonville backing up James Robinson. He might be third on the depth chart. I don't fucking know, but like I I just I don't believe in his talent. And I think NFL GMs are are all set with paying the likes of a Miles Sanders big money. Or any running back, more or less, for that matter. They just don't believe in the position, and I don't blame them. But I think there's a good chance in two years Miles Sanders walks out the door, and uh, he might be one of those guys you just never see again. Certainly looks that way. And uh, like I said, sometimes you just you need to cut bait with a guy. And I, I personally, I'm to that point with Miles Sanders where if I owned him, I would just, I would cut bait. And, and mm-hmm. now I don't want to say get what I could for him. I'm not going to just let him go for free, you know, or, or I would want, you, know, you want to get something back for him. Because like Steve said, he's still young enough. He's still a starter. So you should be able to yield a decent return. I mean, but you're just not going to get what you could have last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you can get a high second or late first, that's, that's fantastic value for him. Like oh, I said, absolutely. he is a starting running back on NFL team, but it's going to be tough to get that. You're probably looking more realistically at a mid to late round second. Would you do that, Eric? I probably would if I owned them. Yeah. Because there's some guys I like tempting. in that range better. 
<laughs> I'll throw a dart at him. I, w- I would rather throw a dart at some of those guys in the, in the mid-late second than to deal with Miles Sanders. I got three names real quick. I'm just going to rattle them off because they're all kind of tying together. I think that as far as like selling guys at their all-time high, I believe these three names, maybe aside from one of them, but I think now's the time to sell them. Two wide receivers, I got Robert Woods and Amari Cooper. And tight end, I have Mark Andrews. I think now would be the time to sell them. Cooper, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm telling you right now, I fully do not expect Amari Cooper to be a Cowboy in 2022. The guaranteed money ends after this year. They're going to be in. Obviously, they just paid Dak forty million a year. They're going to somebody's going to be a cap casualty, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Cooper. Cooper will not be starting for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Lamb is too cheap. Season. They draft a CD Lamb for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I and I, I think Cooper will be great this year. Some, you know what I mean? It is, and sometimes you just the value might be able to get for a Cooper. You got to take it. I mean, he's going to have a good year. He'll probably be a top twenty receiver. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't doubt that, but I just, like I said, I don't think he's going to be a cowboy. Robert Woods, the addition of Stafford. I mean, both of those, all those receivers are getting really pumped up right now, for for good reason because Stafford is an upgrade over Goff. But it's like I said, I think right now, Robert Woods. I don't know his age off the top of my head. I don't know if one of you guys can help me. Not he's getting close old. to thirty. I think he's, I think he's thirty. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Say. Robert Woods is 28. 28. Yeah. Oh, he's younger than I thought. Yeah. But I, I think you, I think, like I said, I think right now it could be a good time to sell Woods if you're able to. Um, not that I think he's going to fall off a cliff. Like I said, he still might have a couple years in the tank. He still yeah. might have three years in the tank, and I could be look like a fool. I was about to say, yeah, he might have three years left where you, you regret trading him, but his value might never be higher than it is right now. Yeah, See, I think his value is the highest it's going to be. Woods I disagree with, uh, with Stafford coming in. He's one that I'm holding for another year and then maybe trading midseason to a playoff team if you're looking to rebuild because I think you get yeah. more value. That at could that be the point. play, too. Yep. That could be the play, too. Yeah. If he's, if you, you know, because I don't think going he, well. I don't think he does any worse this year than he did last year. Um, I actually think he does better with Stafford and he finished as a wide receiver 13 last year. So uh, I think he finishes right around that same spot. And, you get that you can get that better value from a, a team that's looking to make that final push in the playoffs. Well, I mean, I, I don't think either one of us are disagreeing with you that he's going to have a good year. We we both think he's going to have a good year. I just I'm wondering if his value is the highest it's ever going to be. And, and I don't think so. I think I think you get more for him later this year or in next year offseason. It, it's it's close enough that you can probably get around the same return. It's just a point. It's going to depend on the point your team is at this year whether or not I would say you would want to sell Woods or not. Okay. For me, most of my teams, I'm not selling him this year. No, I mean, I mean, you, you're going to get a few more years of, of high-value play. I don't disagree. It's just, I mean, if you're, if you're looking, if, you, if you're not a contender and you have holes to fill, Robert Woods is a guy I'm, I'm looking to move just because his value is so high right now, mm-hmm. to Eric's point. But, yeah, I totally agree. He's going to have an awesome year. I, I'm really excited to see what Robert Woods does. I was going to say, you know, a lot of these guys that I'm saying, like, every name I've said to buy and sell, it really depends on team shakeup. I don't know what your fucking teams look like. I don't know your situation. I don't know if you're loaded with rookie picks the next three years. Like I said, like we had said with James Robinson, like if you're in a rebuilding mode, James Robinson's the kind of guy you want to move. And like, like Brian just said, like Robert Woods is the kind of guy, like if you're contending, if you think you're going to be fighting for the championship, then Robert Woods is the kind of guy you want to go get. It's it, it's all team subjective, subjective, you know, yeah. like how, yeah. how, how it's playing out for you and the situation you are in. It's just like uh, trading at the deadline in, in real sports. You know, I mean, if you're if you're close to the bottom of the league and you have one of the best players in the league and you know you're not going anywhere, he's on the last year of his contract, fucking sell him. Like, what are you doing? Like, just let him go, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but if 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 you're on your way to the Super Bowl, you don't get rid of your best wide receiver because the price is high. You you go out and win a championship, you know? And to Eric's point, you know, team makeup has a lot more to do with it than anything else. I agree. I just wanted to slip that in because I don't want people who, like, Miles Sanders, you know what I mean? He might be the only running back you might have. You know, be like, oh, I got to get rid of this asshole. And it's like, oh, you might not. If he's legit the only guy you have and it's a, it's a fucking mess behind him, you might kind of be stuck to hold on onto him for now. If he's the only running back you have, your whole team's a fucking mess. Yeah, if he's yeah, the only yeah, running back you're you have, rebuilding, yeah, you're so sell. You're rebuilding. Take the pick. <laughs> 
All right. So, I mean, quickly, I know we're running a little long. Some of the guys that I'm looking to acquire, Melvin Gordon, who is straight up getting disrespected. I think they could add a piece in the draft. That scares the hell out of me. But he had a good year last year, and he did really well without Philip Lindsay on the field. So if he goes into this year and he is the RB1, which he's proven he can do in the past, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that, right? Nope. I'm good with Gordon. He's, uh, he's nope. another I'm guy. I'm selling that... him. Really? Really. He's 28 years old. See you later. Well, uh, age is just a number, bro. No, nah, not for running backs. Look at no, the stats. Not... He's, he's another one that I'm trying to fall get. Off but... yeah, he's got a, you know, he's got, I think he's got a couple years left. And, I mean, you know, the whole thing with me is you're, you're buying low. You know, his value is seriously low right now. And, uh, you know, I'm not giving up a ton to get him. So, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, I think he could be really good this year at least. And even if you just get the one, two years out of him, I'm fine with that. You know, I mean, you know, people like to look at Dynasty and they, they, they try to look all the way, you know, 100 years into the future. At the end of the day, you're playing this season. And if you have a chance to get a player that's going to be good, even if it's just for this season, you have to look at the price and see if it makes sense for you, you know, depending on your situation and all that. And do I think Melvin Gordon's going to be good five years from now? Fuck no. I don't think he's going to be good three years from now. No, he, he for me, he's a one-year rental. I, I'm exactly. buying him this year to contend, and then I'm selling him in next offseason. The reason I bring him up is because I don't think he's going to cost you much. You know, if you can get him cheap and he can help you this one year at least, I think that it's worth the move. Uh, a guy I'm looking to sell on, I totally agree with Mark Andrews. I'm down on Mark Andrews. Yeah, 100%. I think we all three are. I left yeah. him off my sell list because I knew he was on Eric's. Yeah. But. Sell Mark, man. I think now's the time to sell him. Yeah. He did finish the tight end six in a bad tight end year, mind you. You know, his targets went down. His receptions went down. His yards went down. His touchdowns went down. I just, I don't think he's as good as he is getting credit for. I think he had that year where he pretty much had the offense all to himself. He was the main beneficiary, and I get that. But going forward, I think Mark Andrews plays less and less of a role, and I'm looking to sell him right fucking now before he goes out there and proves me right. No, you want to sell him now, especially, too, before the draft, because I don't see how they don't take a receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. How do they not take a wide receiver in the first round? Oh, they definitely could. Definitely. Yeah. No, yeah. I, so. I would agree with that. J just by who they interviewed and stuff in free agency, they're, they're looking for a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. They were chasing wide receivers hard in free agency. And I don't think Sammy Watkins is where they're going to draw the line. No. No, I don't either. Anyway, so uh, another tight end I'm, I'm really out on, man. And it's much the same situation as Steve's stance on Saquon Barkley. I, I don't, I'm out of George Kittle, man. I'm sorry. Dude, I almost put him. It's too long. It's, dude, year after year, he misses time. And, like, this year was the worst. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of times he plays through it, right? Like, he'll, you know, you'll look at the end of the season stats. You'll be like, oh, you played 15 games. Like, you're good. But, like, how many games does he leave early and come in late and not 100%? And, like, I get it. Like, the dude's a fucking beast when he's healthy. But. It scares me. It scares me going forward. I I don't know. And they're they're upgrading their receiver position everywhere. Now they want to upgrade the quarterback position. I don't know if they're going to lean on him as much. Which is why I didn't pick him because I think they're going to upgrade the QB position. So I was like, maybe Kittle's not the best guy to sell right now. But I get you with the injury concerns for sure. Because I like I said, it was I was torn between him and Andrews because I think obviously you should get a really good return for Kittle. Top end tight ends are not are not common. No, I'm. Uh, I've been able to buy right Kittle. Now? I've been able to buy Kittle in a few leagues for basically a first round pick, and I, and I'm doing it because there's a lot of people who are down on him because of the injuries, and and I'm not one of them. So you're a buyer. I am a buyer on George Kittle. Oh, the other side of the coin. If I have, I mean, Kittle was a, he finished at the tight end 18 last year, but for the longest time. He was still in, in the top 10, and he that was like three games into his injury. So when he's on the field, he's going to win you weeks. And oh, that's yeah. what no, I'm looking at for my tight end spot. I think there, there were a lot of injuries the last couple of years in San Francisco. They have to do something about that. It's been on both sides of the ball. 
hopefully they've made some changes in their training staff. It's not just Kittle. I mean, it's been Garoppolo. It's been Kittle. It's been half their defense. They've just been plagued by injuries. Their running back core has been hit with injuries for, for the last two years. So I'm fine with Kittle. He's young. I think he can recover from it. And uh, if I can buy him at a reasonable price right now, I'll, I'll take the chance. Realistically, if I'm spending a first-round pick for somebody of his potential, there's not very many other people that you can put into that spot with the same potential. So, No, absolutely not. I mean, he's, he's, he's truly great. There's no way around it. He's truly great. This is not an indictment on his talent by any means. But, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the guys that I'm looking to – by you know i mean like i said i'm in on uh melvin gordon another guy i'm looking to buy is lavisca chanel who i think you can get reasonably cheap uh some people are higher on him they kind of see the potential my worry is he's gonna be just a gadget guy if he's just a gadget guy like fuck you dude no effing way i don't want anything to do with you and uh another guy i'm looking to buy is cole Komet, who uh I think has some potential at tight end. Like it's scary to have him as like your tight end two or three. Uh, it's scary to have him as like your tight end two. But if you get him as your tight end three, let him sit on your bench, develop. Like we'll see what happens. I don't mind babysitting him for a little while and see what he turns into. What do you guys think about Komet? I honestly, what he would cost, he's not a bad guy to stash just to see what happens. But Chicago reeks, dude. Like the, the team just can't ever put it together. And I don't know how much confidence yeah, and, I have that he's going to fucking Andy Dalton blossom. made a superstar out of Tyler Eifert. That is true. And Komet came on, uh, play, he got more involved in the offense, uh, the last five weeks of the season. Um, they started targeting him more. I'm willing to take a chance on him. I have him in a few leagues as my tight end too. But and you should be able to get him for a reasonable price if you want to go out and trade for him. I, I like him. I think the talent's there, and if they can get an upgrade at quarterback and, and get closer to you know get to the red zone to actually score some points, I think uh, he has a lot of upside. That's pretty much going to wrap up our dynasty values. Uh, guys, we're looking to get. Guys, we're looking to sell. Eric, did you have any parting thoughts? Uh, no, sir, I do not. Stephen, anything you wanted to tell the listeners? Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, new pages active up on the website. Check them out. I got the rankings pages up there for Brian and myself. The player articles should be coming, I hope, sometime this week. I have the the pages started. It's just a matter of getting everything together and getting it out. So, yeah, check those out. Uh, right now, they're only available, the, the rankings for Brian and my individual by position are only available on the website, not on mobile, but the other, the, the group collective rankings are available on your mobile device as well. Eric should have his 2021 rankings out by 2025. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, we really appreciate it. So while you're on the website, daydreamingdegenerates.com, the first thing you will see is this gorgeous Kenny Galladay, 16 by 20 autographed picture. And you could win it simply by sharing a social media post and writing us an email question or leaving us a voicemail. The voicemail phone number is 508-343-8010. The email is dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Uh, we did receive one email from listener Dan who just wrote, I want the Kenny Galladay poster. <laughs> Uh, after a lot of back and forth, a lot of discussion, we decided not to count it. You're going to have to give us a topic of discussion, ask us a question, give us a, uh, a direction, and you're going to have to share a social media post. So, I, I, guys, I don't think we're asking the world of you. Just hit that share button, hit that like button, and send us a send us an email and just say, hey, you know, what do you think of this uh, Kenny G in New York? Whatever, we'll talk about it. We don't care. And um, you do those two simple, easy, free, 10-second things, and you could win this beautiful 16 by 20 con I mean, I wish I could keep it. It's gorgeous. The The signature is pristine. It's a great picture. And they're gray alternates. It, man, I, I just I love it. I think it's beautiful. If you go to our website, you can also find the judgment section. 
We're going to be judging your drafts, your mocks, your trades, your teams, whatever you send us. You know, a lot of people want to say, hey, you know, this is my draft board. What do you think? What do you think I should have done? Did I make a mistake here or there? Send it to us at dddfantasyfootballjudge at gmail.com. We'll be happy to hear from you. We're going to actually have a couple more of those coming out in the next couple of weeks. I've I've got a few uh, leagues that are interested in having us do judgments for them. And when I'm able to, we will uh, throw up a, a copy of the draft board on the website as well. So you can actually follow along if you want. Um, there'll be a, a separate uh, page for those and they'll be labeled. So that's something else that you can look forward to. Yep, and we're going to do a judgment for our listener league. Uh, if you're in it, congratulations, you made it. Uh, if you're not in it, sorry, it's full. You missed out. You should have reached out to us sooner. It's not my fault, it's yours. I think that's pretty much going to wrap up the episode. So I just want to thank Steve. I want to thank Eric. And especially thank you, Ben, for joining us. Have a good night. Have a good night.